Hi, and welcome to a podcast from Hope Springs Church Coventry. For more, please find us on Facebook at Hope Springs Church or on Twitter, we're at Hope Springs Cobb. Thank you and enjoy. Um, so how are you doing everybody? Uh, we're here with episode nine of our Living Visible series and we've got Sarah Whitehouse with us today from Coventry City Mission uh, just to talk about some of the work they do, why they do it um, and how that kind of supports and engages with people in the communities they're involved in. So I'm going to get Sarah just to introduce yourself a bit before you know. Good morning, um, my name is Sarah White and I've been married for 17 years. I've got two children aged 15 and 11. Um, and um, I know it doesn't look like it, but I celebrated my 40th birthday in September um, in lockdown. Thankfully, I was allowed five friends at a time in my garden, so I actually had four celebrations. Um, but I am looking forward to when we relax things a bit more and I'm able to celebrate properly um, because I think that would be quite nice. Yeah. Um, I grew up in London. I moved to the Midlands when I came to Aston University. Um, and I became a Christian at Aston University. Um, I worked for Salt Mine Trust after that, which is a Christian charity, for a year in Dudley. Um, and then following that, I worked for West Midlands Police in Birmingham. Okay. And I found it quite funny that as I have moved around the country, everyone has always looked down on the place I'm going to next. <laughs> so I left London and everyone said, well, why are you going to Birmingham? And then I left Birmingham and everyone's like, why are you going to Coventry? And then having a few um, years off looking after the children in Coventry, I then started working for Coventry City Mission in Woodend and everyone's commenting on, well, why are you working in Woodend? <laughs> I feel very firmly that that is where God wants me to Absolutely. be. Um, and I actually like Coventry and I'm quite happy in Woodend too. So um, I found that quite funny. That's very cool. That's cool. Um, so first question then is, um, tell us a little bit about what Coventry City Mission is and what kind of work you guys do as part of that. Okay. Um, Coventry City Mission is a Christian charity and as I said we work from Woodend but we serve the whole city of Coventry. Um, we focus on serving the spiritual, emotional and practical needs of people in the community regardless of their age or their status or their background. We want to be the heart and the hands of Jesus in people's lives by showing them the love and acceptance that being in a relationship with him brings. In normal times, we do this through a number of different projects, some working with elderly people, um, like social lunches and holiday at home activities, bringing people together and helping to combat loneliness. Other projects deal, uh, serve other people, all, not all elderly at all, working with younger people, working with families, uh, we have informal adult literacy sessions, helping those who can't read and write or, or want to improve their reading and writing. We run cooking sessions, helping people learn how to cook um, so that they're better placed to feed their families. Um, and we try and provide different projects that meet people where they are at. Very cool. um, we've run a couple of successful length courses um, and once a week of Bible study for people who want to know more. Yeah. Um, we have a weekly connect in the cafe, which is a bit like a Christian thought for the day, about 20 minutes and people can come along and learn a little bit of our, um, about an aspect of our faith. Um, and we have a pay what you can cafe and a charity shop too. And the charity shop is extremely cheap 
um, designed to serve the needs of the people in the community as much as it is to make money for us. And the Pay What You Can Cafe is probably the heart of the mission. People can turn up at the cafe, have a hot meal, um, they get served by wait waitresses, whatever, and they, um, they don't have to pay anything. There's a donation box, they can put what they can afford in the donation box for their meal. And it's a great way of different people being able to meet together. Most of our projects run from the cafe um, and run alongside the food element of things, which is always goes down quite well. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I started off at Coventry City Mission temporarily. I was recruited to do the Giving Tree project. Um, the Giving Tree is a Christmas present project. It's been going for many, many years across the city. And I know yourselves have helped us out with it. Um, and it's great. This year, we were so grateful that even with the pandemic, we were still able to give presents to over 1,100 children. And it was absolutely incredible. That's amazing. Following my temporary appointment then in 2017, I was offered to stay the chance to stay on permanently as a family work coordinator and I was very pleased to agree to doing that and so in addition to the giving tree I now do um, run some other projects so we have building blocks which is a baby equipment loan service where we lend out cots and high chairs and push chairs and stair gates and we ask for a deposit they borrow the item and then when they finish with it they bring it back and they get the deposit back and um, we also have a stay and play that runs alongside that um, process and it's a way that we can keep in touch with the people that have borrowed items as well if they come along for the stay and play um, which runs from the cafe everyone's allowed to have food and it just it's just a chance to get to know people um, which is great we also have a, a craft in the cafe afternoon where out of that I was talking about crochet and doing somebody said they wanted to learn so we set up a craft in the craft cafe group and I can help people learn crochet or we do other crafts That's people cool. bring their own things to do yeah. and it's just an opportunity to sit and talk together we're side by side rather than face to face and and that suits us really nicely to have really good conversations we've yeah. got a number of different things planned but a lot of stuff's being put on hold because yeah, of the I'll pandemic bet. But we did manage one walking group session before the latest lockdown and we're looking forward to getting back to that where we just had a walk around the local area, a short walk, but a chance to get out, see the countryside and that kind of yeah. thing. So it was really positive. That's really cool. It's amazing the amount of stuff you guys do. It's absolutely phenomenal when you think about it. You just kind of go through it like that, the amount of things you do and the amount of things you're involved in. Um, and I think the, the thing that always just struck me about what you do is how it's so connected into what the need is in the community that it's not just a nice idea, but it's like, actually, we recognise this. We want to support our community in this way. And it's just, yeah, it's fantastic. It's really, really cool. It's great stuff. Okay, so next question then, question two, is um, why do you do what you do? Like, what are the reasons that kind of motivate you and, and drive you to, to want to do what you do with Cobb City Mission? Okay, well, when people find out about Cobb City Mission, they often ask us whether we're like a social action charity. Um, where we help poor and vulnerable people with their physical needs or whether we're an evangelistic charity where we share Jesus with these people yeah. and as far as I'm concerned this is not an either or thing Absolutely. we aim to serve spiritual emotional and practical needs of the people who need us across the city um, and I believe that this is the biblical approach as well and I was looking through different verses in the bible and many parts of the bible remind us the importance of loving one yeah. another so in 1 John 4 19 it says we love because he first loved us yeah. 
And it goes on to say, anyone who loves God must also love their brother and sister. Now, you may say, well, they're, they're not Christian yet. So it's only talking about those who are Christian brothers and sisters. But as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't let us off the hook. Not at all. Um, God loves us. God loves me. He's forgiven me. Um, and I need to share that love with others. I feel that I'm not doing my role as a Christian properly if I'm not trying to share God's love. Um, In 1 Corinthians 13 verse 3, it says, If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Absolutely. And this is not just talking about love for other believers. This is talking about loving because God loves us. This is talking about sharing God's perfect love, um, which is fulfilled by Jesus so that the whole world will come to know who he is. Um, for me, the work at Coventry City Mission is, is all tied up in this. It's all about loving um, each other, loving our neighbour. And when, when Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment, he says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind and love your neighbour as yourself. In this instance, we're seeing all of the people in Coventry as our neighbour. Yeah. We're doing our best to love God, to follow his will and to show that our relationship with God with those who meet us through the work of the mission yeah. if we begin by offering them support with their physical needs we might get the opportunity to show them Jesus who can then help with their spiritual needs and we'll be privileged to be able to pray for them yeah. if we don't meet their physical needs then we're unlikely to get the chance to talk to them about their spiritual needs yeah. and I think the hardest thing for many of the people that we meet is that they have they don't have hope whereas we do have hope we have a hope in jesus whatever the circumstances are in the middle of this ridiculous pandemic that's all i've been clinging on to at times (laughs) is that we have a hope in jesus and if we're able to share that hope with other people who are struggling with all sorts of things in their lives then that's a life-changing difference that we can make to them and in john 3 16 the famous verse for god so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life and that's a, that's a brilliant verse, but many of us stop at that point. But it goes on to say, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. So if we just know Jesus for ourselves and only provide for practical needs of those who come along to the mission, then I don't think we're helping in terms of sharing God. I know God can yeah. do this without us. He doesn't need us. But if we give him more opportunities to share who he is with these people Um, and if we are witnesses then where appropriate he will intervene and i just think that that's yeah a very important aspect of what we do so the work that we do at the mission is motivated by a love for the people of coventry that's beautiful Um, and in the work that we do we tried to meet the practical needs as jesus told us to where he said, for I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. And we tried to provide opportunities for God to work through us and help with people's spiritual needs through the things we're doing. What we don't do, sorry. Go on, no, go, go, you say what we don't do is trap people in the mission building and spout religion at them and don't let them leave we make it really clear which of the activities we're doing are linked specifically to the bible which are bible study which are christian outreach and which other ones are practical help where we give the people the opportunity um, to come along 
have their practical needs seen to and we get to talk to them yeah. and if it's appropriate we'll share Jesus if there's an opportunity we'll offer to pray but we prefer people keep coming along to our activities and we'll only choose to talk to them when the time is right yeah. rather than terrifying them with overpowering religion before that absolutely that and I think like you said I think the, the thing is it's like it's creating an environment where people belong isn't it and then they, they they belong with you guys and they feel connected with you and it is the gospel it's like it is the good news jesus didn't just come and live in a way when he was on earth where he kind of just met spiritual needs he met physical needs and emotional needs and he met an entire person where they're at in whatever space and i think again like what you're saying about why you do what you do is is the same as that and i think it's fantastic it's really really cool that was really nice i enjoyed listening to that um so question three um you've kind of touched on it a little bit already but is what do you hope will happen as a result of the work you do? I suppose you talked about the hope about what will happen in terms of maybe people come to know Jesus and stuff, but I suppose it's, it is that, but also maybe within Woodend, within Coventry, what, what is it you want to see happen in around you because of what you do? Okay. Um, yeah. So I, I have spoken about building relationships and for me, that is one of the most important yeah. thing. And like you just said about people belonging, we do find people see that they belong to the mission. Yeah it's quite interesting we see it very much as a workplace they will talk about it as their church um, and that, that's that's what they see and they, yeah. they come to their church or that's the church on the corner or yeah. whatever it's it's funny how we are seen by them um i think meeting people's physical needs is really really important that many people we see are desperate there's low employment in within particularly and it is a, a very deprived part of coventry yeah. Um, and if we can be a small part in changing that, if by sharing um, Jesus, if by meeting practical needs, if by praying for the area, we can have a hand in changing that area and rejuvenating it. There's a there's a big gang problem in Woodend that not that many people are aware of. Yeah. It's a gang, the CB2 gang. Um, and the devastation caused by that is huge um, yeah. and people's lives are destroyed and all sorts of things are, are really difficult. As far as I'm concerned, we at Coventry City Mission can't just go out there and change the whole gang um, culture, but we can pray for the area, we can Absolutely. pray for the people, we can build up those people that do come to us. And yeah. um, people, we meet individuals and if we can help individuals, then as a collective that will further help the community yeah we had somebody come in to use our food bank um and they sat down to have a meal in the cafe and i, I talked with her to see if there are ways that we could help her further yeah. the reason that she'd come to food bank was she'd realized she was desperate because she couldn't afford toilet roll oh, now i'd never thought about anyone not being able to afford toilet roll yeah. i know people can't afford, afford food and there's a, quite a few places that can help them which is great but toilet roll to me is just a bit as basic a need as food is yeah. and the fact that she couldn't afford that shocked me yeah now the positive in this situation was that we were able to give her toilet roll with the food bank parcel because somebody had donated some to us but by doing that i mean she was a single mum she had um a young daughter we were able to help that family and the food bank parcel is a temporary help, but we could put them in touch with other help so yeah. that then their family had a better start um, in life. That young daughter had a better, better Absolutely. opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think 
by providing opportunities for people or helping them out of a big hole that they're in, you can help put their life in a better direction. Um, and my hope is that the work we do will share God's hope with yeah. the city. Um, it improves people's lives. We pray for the deprived areas. It helps with employment. Um, and us helping them with their immediate needs helps them to access employment opportunities yeah. as well. Um, by providing the baby and toddler equipment and Christmas presents, we help these families and children to know that somebody cares for them um, and they can have a better start in life and that can lead to better prospects moving forward. Yeah. Um, alongside all of our projects, people have the opportunity to ask for prayer, whether it's a prayer box or they just mention it or whatever. Yeah. And there's many people, whether they've got a faith or not, they are very keen to ask us for prayer. And this is another opportunity for us to show them that, that God loves them. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there for them. That's cool. It's so cool. It really is. I just as I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm just like, it's brilliant. Like it really is. It's exactly what in my mind the church is. And like when you say people see it as their church, it's like, well, that that's exactly what the church should be. It should be where people are at in the messiness of our everyday lives. That's all that kind of stuff and just being being there and being that kind of heart of love or heart of meeting practical need or whatever it may be it's kind of like it's just that isn't it? it's been the church in those spaces so i suppose the next question is going to link into this um so question i'll do what we'll, we'll do them as two parts because i think it'll be helpful for people so the next one is how can people get involved with what you're doing right now in terms of in the middle of a kind of lockdown pandemic we've obviously got an idea of a roadmap out of it now but what can they do now when things are a little bit more restricted for for us at the moment um it's not really possible to social distance in our building so nearly and nearly all of our volunteers are in the vulnerable categories so yeah. we have pretty much had to close since march last year um, we've not been able to do much apart from keeping contact with our clients by phone or messages. Um, and I've been delivering craft items to people's homes yeah. um, to try and keep in touch with them. Um, we're unable to open the shop and it's really, really frustrating. Yeah. Um, we're, we're working some of the time, but the majority of the time we're furloughed and it, yeah. it's, it's disappointing. But we can pray and yeah. we can plan for the future. And if people would like to help us, we would really, really value the prayers. Yeah, but definitely. for our, us as a staff, um, for more volunteers to come forward when this all finishes, some people are, are in a vulnerable category and won't want to come back out. Yeah. Other people are, are feeling too old now to come yeah. and help us. So praying for volunteers to come forward when we open again, praying that we make the right decisions about which projects to carry forward, yeah. which ones to to reopen which ones are the most appropriate for people now whether we need to shift our focus from some of the projects because actually the world has changed a lot in the time that that we've been yeah. closed for and um, praying for people that god's already working in their lives and then we can build on that when when we're able yeah. to to talk to them again um for the for the gangs like i've mentioned and yeah. that the, the seems a hopeless situation but we know that that god can do anything um, and also for our future plan, in the last couple of years, there's been a new social housing development built up all around the mission. Okay. Now, the fact that we're now effectively right in the middle of it yeah. makes us feel that God wants us to work with these yeah, people. Yeah. But how we're working with these people, we, we're not sure quite what yeah. the right way to go about that is at the moment. Um, so it is 
it's challenging to get involved at the moment yeah. but but prayer is so right. powerful that's um, cool. and so necessary yeah absolutely that okay so then i suppose the last question and it links on to that when we are out of a lockdown and out of a kind of kind of pandemic era maybe september this year might be a kind of nice idea to think okay from september this year how could people get involved in what you're doing then okay so um we'd obviously still appreciate prayers yeah. we'd also appreciate offers of volunteering um different donations whether it's food for food bank whether it's stuff for the shop and the charity shop whether it's baby equipment that we can lend out there's yeah. so many things that we're really grateful for from a donations point of view um i am currently working on our website which is in absolutely desperate need of being updated um, <laughs> once that's complete i'm going to make sure there's a list of helpful donations and ways that people can yeah. help us on that um I'd actually value prayer with that as well, actually, because I've never done a website before. So it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a new new territory for me. Um, but people are welcome to contact me by email if they've got yeah. any questions. That's cool. Um, and yeah, it's Coventry City Mission isn't the only way that you can show that you love your neighbour. Yeah. You can start by getting to know the physical neighbours in your street. Many people yeah. have done a lot of this in the last year, but maybe you could drop them flowers on the doorstep or knock and introduce yourself or start praying regularly for the people at number 12 or whatever yeah. it is. Um, I also find that many people in Coventry don't know areas other than the area they live in. And yet Coventry is a tiny city. Yeah. Um, I say that particularly having lived in London and Birmingham, but yeah. it does feel very small in Coventry. Yeah. But if you live in a nicer area of Coventry, maybe you could pray for a deprived street as well. Absolutely. And you could choose to, and if you already live in a, a not less nice area, maybe you could join up with somebody from a different yeah. area and talk about the different challenges you have on the two different, and, and pray for those two things together. Um, there's loads of food banks across the city which are going to need more and more help, I think, yeah. going forward. Um, and there's many other initiatives where you can be God's hands and feet and help build relationships with people too. Um, I mean, I have focused on our neighbouring Coventry today because I'm talking about Coventry City Mission, but across the world, all these people are our neighbours. Yeah. Um, and people are in desperate need of Jesus and God wants his followers to do his will across the world and show them Absolutely. all of his love. I mean, if you think about in Matthew, where it says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few, ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. Mm. My challenge would be, what's God asking you to do? Yeah, absolutely. That's cool. That's, that's a good challenge and a good way to finish. That's really, um, I think, something we can all reflect on, isn't it? And kind of think about what we can do better. Well, thank you very much, sir, for your time. Really appreciate it. I'm sure everyone will enjoy it. And I'll pop your email address um down below in our descriptions and stuff so people can get in contact with you um if they've got any questions or want to see how they can help out in the future again but thank you very much um and we'll speak to you soon